Come on. My grandfather was was born on a farm in South Dakota during the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl. He uh, spent 18 years there, and literally almost almost on his 18th birthday, uh, he got drafted to go fight for our country, the United States Army, World War II, and came back, utilized the GI Bill, got recalled to serve in Korea, came back home again, um, spent 35 years with New York Life, and then retired right at about age 65, and had an awesome life. And he's part of that greatest generation. And talk about a perspective builder when, if you allow yourself to go back, go back in time and think about what it would be like to be living on a farm during the Great Depression, during the Dust Bowl in South Dakota, where nothing would grow um, and it was so dry and so much dust. And if anything did grow, locusts would literally come and eat all of it. So crazy. And then being 18 years old and being asked, being called on by your country to go overseas to a place you couldn't even imagine, didn't even know existed, and to go and fight. And, and, and so many, so many gave their lives, so many died, so many were injured. 16 million Americans served in World War II. Um, so for a matter of perspective... I think, and I've talked about this before, and I never get tired of talking about how you look at something makes all the difference. So the lens at which through which you look at the world, uh, that's 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 what you're going to see. So if you see opportunity, you're going to find opportunity everywhere. If you see injustice, then you will see injustice everywhere. And if you think that the world today is crap, and then you're going to see crappy stuff everywhere. I just advocate that, that you take a step back and you say, you know what, life is pretty good today as opposed to not having any food and, and starving to death. And anyway, so of the 16 million people who came home, um, members of our country's greatest generation, many people pursue the dream of home homeownership, right? And that has absolutely become uh, part of the fabric of the American dream is being a homeowner. I don't know if it still is necessarily or if people still consider that to be a, a really, really a top priority. It's certainly different for everybody. But this idea of a starter home um, was coined during that time when our veterans came home from World War II. And my grandparents did just that. So they 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 bought a starter home. And... I want to give a shout out to a gentleman named Joshua Becker, who has a great blog called Becoming Becoming Minimalist. And if you're not familiar with the minimalist movement, I definitely encourage you to check it out. But he shared this information some, some years ago about how in 1950, the average new family single home was 983 square feet. Into 2004, fast forward to 2004, that number doubled to 2,345. So in a very, very short amount of time, essentially 50 years, a couple of generations of people, the amount of home that we bought just absolutely exploded. <clears throat> and I guess that's not a good thing or a bad thing necessarily. 
but this idea of a starter home where you buy a small house and then one day you'll get to get out of that little house and get into a big house. I, I do think that, uh, that that's been fed to us to a degree. So this idea that a small home is not necessarily good enough in the eyes of, of society and that you need to in, uh, a great big McMansion kind of a house um, some huge place in the suburbs um, that might be right for you or it might not be right for you. I just advocate that you take a second to, to figure out what, what really my priorities in that, in, in, in that area are. And I think that what we're seeing right now is, is the millennial generation, which is our country's largest generation, largest generation ever um, across the board are 10% less likely to buy homes today than were Gen X and than were the baby boomers. So I think that there's a lot of factors like student loan debt and maybe a desire to be living in more urban environments. But I also think that that that, that there's a change in values going on where they say, you know what, just because you think I should buy some huge house in the suburbs is not necessarily, that's not something I'm really going to be interested in. Um, but I think that that's also going to present some unique challenges where if you are a baby boomer and you are in some huge house, are you going to be able to sell it someday? And I, I don't necessarily know the answer to that. So something you're going to have to figure out for yourself. But certainly housing has become and it always has been the biggest expense that any American family is going to have. And it's gotten so expensive in so many of the different urban areas. I think in the top probably the top 25 largest markets that that, that we have in, in the country today, middle-class families or working-class families have been priced out of them, um, particularly on the East and the West Coast, obviously. So it's going to be your biggest expense. And although I don't necessarily like rules of thumb, there's sort of help us with, 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 with parameters. You shouldn't spend more than 30% of your gross monthly income on housing. So hopefully you are aware of what 30% of your gross monthly income is. If you are not, um, take a second and figure that out and say, okay, am I spending more than that on my house? So I've got a lot of, uh, so I, I, I wrote my thoughts down on this and um, published a blog post in the Humble Dollar and I'll link to that in the notes of the show. And it went, uh, it, it was published on April 17th and I've gotten a lot of great feedback on it. Some good feedback, some bad. Um, and some of them said, well, you know what? If, if, if you want to buy a, a big house, then, then you absolutely should be able to do that. There's no reason that you shouldn't. And I don't necessarily disagree, but here's the deal is, are you doing that? Because that's truly what you want. And if yes, the answer is yes. I am in a 5,000 square foot house because this is what I want. It's it's in line with my values. But then it's at what cost? At what cost? Because we can't do everything. Unless you are an extremely wealthy person, well, then this conversation isn't necessarily for you. But for the rest of us, where money is in fact a finite resource, where I only have so much coming in, at what cost is your great big house or at what cost is your fancy car? If it's at the cost of saving for your kid's college, if it's the cost of, if it's at the cost of not paying off your debt, if it's at the cost of 
not saving for your retirement, if it's at the cost of not being able to give, well, then I definitely take exception to it. And I definitely don't think that it's appropriate behavior at all. And I definitely think that you should probably wake up to that reality and take a step back and say, okay, am I overspending on this? And is it really worth it? Is it in line with what's most important to me? And to, to, to go back to this too, if you are in fact spending a ton of money, spending more than 30% of your, 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 your income on your house and you're not saving money for the long term, if you're not putting money away for your retirement, well, then it's going to be on you, dear listener, and me, the people who are saving money, to take care of those people who are not. And I absolutely take exception to that. So as always, do your part by doing your best. Consider, think about, be intentional about how it is that, that, that you're allocating your money, your resources. Make sure that you are putting yourself in position to be financially successful for you and your family and your community. And when you do that, you become a serious and a responsible person and a contributing member to our society, and you are part of the solution. You are making our world a better place. Do your part by doing your best. Thanks, as always, for listening. Again, check out the uh, the post, or rather the blog post on the Humble Dollar. I'll link to it, and I will talk to you soon. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.